Hello and welcome to the Victory Bell, the podcast. I am your host, Paul Oren, the founder and editor of thevictorybell.com, and you are tuned into a podcast dedicated to Valparaiso University Athletics. The Victory Bell is a website and newsletter, again, dedicated to Valpo Athletics. $5 a month, $49.99 for the entire year, gets you all the coverage that you need, everything about Valpo emailed directly to your email inbox, and then you can have the full complement, full archive of all the stories online at thevictorybelt.com. You have access to that, all the stories that have been written about Roger Powell, his hiring, the process behind it, all of that, stories about his assistant coaches, and what I imagine in the days and weeks to come, stories about all the new members of the Valparaiso men's basketball team whenever these players end up signing. Now, there's a whole bunch of other stories that are out there. Today, this podcast later on is going to have a pair of special guests on it. Liv Sims and Olivia Brown from the Valpo women's basketball team are here to talk about their new podcast, Live Off Court. Phenomenal podcast that these two women are doing, these great student athletes talking about their experiences in that role away from the court. It's really good, and, and we'll talk through some things here a little bit later on in the episode. A lot of good stuff going on at thevictorybell.com as well. I'll, I got to tell you, I took a week off, and it really wasn't even planned. It was just needed after all the stuff with Roger Powell and all the hirings and all of that stuff and knowing what was to come with, uh, I'm sure, all the the recruiting and everything. I just needed to take a break and just shut down for a little bit. So I did that, got back on the horse last night, uh, talking to Aaron Dawson, Valpo football player who's prepping for the NFL draft. And uh, you, you can read that at thevictorybell.com. I had a chance to talk with him and his trainer, Chip Smith, talking all about the prep for the NFL draft. Look, it's probably a long shot that Aaron Dawson gets drafted. You know, he's got had prolific numbers at Valpo, one of the best single-season rushing seasons ever in program history. He's 5'10", 213 pounds is what he measured at at his pro day at Columbia on March 8th. Um, probably going to be a long shot. He's not on any mock drafts. He's not on any lists anywhere in terms of rankings that I've seen. But here's a guy who Smith talks very highly of, and here's a guy who will probably have a shot at at least a rookie mini camp or something like that. Um, it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens. A prolific runner in college at Central Connecticut State, set the NCAA record for most rushing yards and a half. Um, he had a couple of uh, he had a bunch of 100-yard games at Valpo. He had a 199-yarder. He had a 242-yarder. Um, and and take, strip away all of that, one of the most genuinely nicest people I've ever encountered. I, I, I wrote about this in an article in September called Meet Aaron Dawson, which you can read at thevictorybell.com. I thought there might be, I don't know if ego would be it, or like, again, would he be standoffish and me asking about this this thing that he did in 2018, kind of five years earlier and all of that. And, and no, no, uh, drama, no ego, nothing. He was great. I really, really enjoyed getting to know Aaron Dawson. That's two years in a row now, or two, I guess, three years in a row with Aaron Dawson. And then before that, Robert Washington. So kudos to Landon Fox for having a good eye for, for transfer running back talent. Big day coming up on Sunday. we got the spring football game. Looking forward to going out to Brown Field and checking that out. Before that, on Saturday, the women's soccer team is going to be competing in their final spring game. And I'll have a story coming up here uh, in the next day or two uh, talking to Abby Hillman, one of three players who elected to take her COVID year and come back. And when I talked to Abby, we talked 
really, we, we talked a lot about the, the comments that uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo made after the Milwaukee Bucks, my team, were upset by the Miami Heat, and he was asked by uh, the, the beat reporter, you know, was this season a failure? And Giannis had some, some comments that have gone viral since, and Abby and I talked about that. As you may know, the Valpo women's soccer team was picked to win the Valley. They did. They won the marathon, so to speak, but they lost in the sprint in that they they lost in the semifinals of the conference tournament, you know, and, and, and maybe it kind of mirrored what the Bucks did a little bit. And uh, and so we talked to Abby about failure and about uh, coming back for another year and what that means. So that story will come in the next day or two to the victory Before we get into uh, Live and Olivia, I wanted to just chat briefly about the men's basketball program and just say that from a reporting standpoint now, and I tweeted this out the other day, um, trying to cover recruiting at this level is really, really difficult, right? It's, uh, you know, if I was at Kentucky or Duke or something like that, it's just a little bit easier, right? You know, you, you, all these guys are listing Duke and Kentucky on their top five or top 10 or whatever it may be. You don't really see that a lot at Valpo, uh, at this level, at the mid-major level. You know, guys, it's very difficult to kind of figure out who Valpo's going after, especially in this situation, right? There are things you can look at. Twitter is a great tool. Obviously, you can find out if people have been offered, and generally AAU coaches will tweet stuff out. Very rarely are high school coaches tweeting stuff out, Um you know, so about the recruiting stuff, it's a lot of AAU things. It's trying to track down people like that. But really, it's like I, right now there's a demand for this because there's so many open spots on the roster. It's my understanding that Roger Powell has been to Canada and he's at least seen Jahari Williamson. I don't know if he's seen uh, Yanis Bamba, but, um, you know, it, it sounds like Jahari Williamson is locked in. He's coming. I'd uh, I'd, I'd messaged um Jahari's coach, who I've been in communication with, going back to when I interviewed Jahari for a story that, again, you can find on thevictorybell.com. And uh, so he's coming. Uh, Bamba has texted me and said that he's coming. And so they're going to be here. But all these other recruits that, that you know, Roger is going after, as well as all of the assistants, the, the staff is complete now. They've got Matt Gordon from Oklahoma, uh, Flash Gordon. He kind of goes by Flash. Uh, Pat Baldwin, former head coach at Milwaukee, who's not, who then came from Georgetown, was a longtime assistant at Northwestern, played at Northwestern. And then Valpo just hired A.J. Moye, who played at IU and has been working, uh, you know, it, it's gone through a couple of different names, especially with the passing of Kobe Bryant, but had been working with uh, the Mamba Sports Academy in L.A. for a long time. And and he and I have been playing phone tag here, uh, trying to to, to talk to him, talk to AJ, and just get information as to where, you know, his excitement for coming to Valpo. So we'll have that. They've got a whole bunch of other positions that are filled. Kylan Butler is going to be the special assistant to the head coach. Quinton Garrison Q is going to be the uh, the director of basketball operations. I think they might add somebody else, uh, you know, later on here trying to, to come to, come to finalize that. I, I don't know all the details, right? I just know that... Um, Roger Powell has been very, very thoughtful about how he's structuring his staff. And a lot of that is you're looking at guys who've got connections to players. Well, I don't know all these connections. I mean, you can you can go to verbalcommits.com and you can look and see 
who all the outgoing transfers at Gonzaga or Georgetown or Oklahoma are, or maybe guys from the city of Chicago that might be connected to any of them. Um, it's really like trying to find a needle in a stack of needles. And as much as I would love to, you know, have every, you know, be the first on every tweet or every offer or every this and every that, I just don't know that that's something that I'm interested in doing. Um, I don't know that I want to specialize or try to specialize in being a recruiting site. Um, you know, I, I know that Valpo had a couple guys on campus, um, earlier this week for some visits. I don't know what's happened with all of them. And, you know, there's a guy from Central Michigan. I think I retweeted that. I, and and I, I actually sent him a, a message that, hey, you know, how did it go? You know, and, but like, I, I know people that cover college athletics that anytime a guy takes a visit, they do a full on story about the guy and how he'd fit in with all of that. And I'm just not, I don't think I'm, I'm going to do that. I don't think that, I mean, if a guy signs or if a, if a person commits, I think at that point we dive into that. But, you know, I'm not trying to like hang on every word of every possible visit and things like that. It's just, uh, I don't have a big enough staff to do that. You know what I mean? And like, I'm trying to cover some other sports as well. So, um, you know, I, I, I did, I sent out a funny tweet earlier this week. I said that covering recruiting was more exhausting than covering a coaching hire, which was more exhausting than covering a coaching exit, which was more exhausting than covering an 11 and 21 season. And so it, uh, uh, it, this is not me punting on my responsibilities as a journalist so much as it's me kind of showcasing the reality that trying to cover recruiting is a 24 seven game. It's texting AAU coaches and, and, and different people like that handlers and all of that. And it's just, that's never been a field that I've dove into. So I wouldn't even know where to start with a lot of that. Kind of the, the joy and beauty of Valpo was, you know, guys just kind of showed up. And, and, you know, there were some years, I go back to when I was an undergrad from 1999 to 2002. And, you know, when Valpo was heavily recruiting Europe, I mean, I don't remember, I mean, what did, did, Auntie Nicola and Ritus Grofs was this understood that they were coming forever. I know when Lubos Barton came to Valpo, he just showed up in late August. Like, okay, we don't really know who this guy is, but he just showed up. And three months later, he's dropping 24 and 27 points in his first two games. Um, you know, it got later on in my college career when I was a senior, Valpo was heavily recruiting and uh, in, in my first year out of college, heavily recruiting kind of the greatest recruiting class ever assembled at Valpo with Kenny Harris and Jimmy Miles and Umar Silla and Musa Mbai. And those guys, that was like the one time that I felt like there was a lot of buzz around, are they going to land these guys? Are they not? And even so, with all the transfers that they've gotten over the years, it, it just covering recruiting is a 24-7 deal that is just hard to do. I mean, I think... I remember when they were recruiting Alec Peters and it was a will, will he, won't he kind of thing. That was one that I really do remember. I remember the day that he, that he finally committed to Valpo. And a lot of that was Valpo was recruiting him a lot, but had never really given him the scholarship offer. And, uh, and finally, when they did, I think he, he ultimately committed, but that was, uh, that was maybe one that stands out to me, but I, I don't remember 
a lot of prolonged, hey, Valpo's in my top five, things like that, that you see at other schools. So look, my my thought on this is that I might not always win when it comes, and I've had to come to grips with this, especially in the wake of getting beat by a college football reporter on the Rogers stuff, which after three weeks of heavy drinking and therapy, I've, I've shaken that off a little bit. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, I shouldn't joke about that, but um, I'll say this, like, I might not be the first person to break news on who's getting here, like the recruits, but I'll tell you, I'll be the first person to have a, a, well, Brandon Vickery might beat me on this, but I'll be one of the first people to have a long sit down and try to get to know this person as a person and try to get to tell their story. And that's my goal in all this is being a storyteller, right? I enjoyed telling Aaron Dawson's story. I enjoyed talking about him, about his path to go to the NFL draft, right? I bet there's a lot of NFL reporters this week who are are going to be racing to figure out who's signing as undrafted free agents and stuff like that. I'm just the kind of guy that would rather spend time with the person and talk to the person and get to know who the person is a little bit. So um, I'm going to do my level best to get these recruit stories out and figure out who they are. And I, I, I can't wait for that. Um, but I'm really looking forward to getting to know the people that I'm going to be covering and spending the next, you know, 10 months, 11 months kind of following a little bit and stuff like that. Okay. On that note, two people, and you you all know that I I teach classes, right? Like two people that I have just really come to appreciate. And I say this during the interview is Liv Sims and Olivia Brown, Uh, both transfers. Transfers for me, and I say this in the podcast with them, the interview, they're near and dear to my heart because I transferred when I was in school. My freshman year, I went to Concordia, Wisconsin. I spent a year there. It was a fifth year of high school for me. There, were, I lived with four guys I went to high school with. It was, it just wasn't great, right? The school was great. Loved the school. Their new president, Eric Ankerberg, Dr. Ankerberg, was my high school English teacher and then taught me at Concordia. He he kind of went to Concordia as I did. He's been in the Concordia system ever since. I'm a big fan of Eric Ankerberg. So if anyone's listening that has any connection to Concordia or anything like that, Eric Ankerberg is as good as it gets. Uh, President Ankerberg, love that guy. Um, but for me, the school just, it wasn't it for me. I wanted to go somewhere different. So I transferred and I found a home at Valpo, a home that I've spent now 21 of the last 24 years of my life at. And so I always, when it comes to students or student athletes, I always kind of have an affinity for transfers because I've lived that life a little bit. And watching Olivia Brown come in two years ago, watching Liv Sims come in this past year, I just really enjoyed to get to know them through their process of assimilating into the program and all of that. And then these two women launched a podcast called Live Off Court, where they talk about some of the issues that they face off the court. And uh, two of the episodes are about transferring. It's just, it's a really good podcast. And it's funny, I saw them at the ARC and I reached out to them and I said, hey, I would love to have you guys on the podcast to kind of cross promote for you a little bit. Um, it's just, I, I want to help good people. And they, you, this like sigh of relief on their face because they were like, we were going to come talk to you and kind of ask you the same thing. And I said, well, great minds think alike. So I want to throw it over now. This is a, a fun interview. Just you learn a little bit. You get to see a little bit about what their podcast is all about. And then I would encourage you guys all to go listen to live off court. It's phenomenal. So uh, there'll be plenty more content coming to the Victory Bell. 
Uh, spring break is over for me in terms of my little uh, respite that I took for a week. There's a lot of content coming. Looking forward to that. Baseball season, softball season going on right now. And then a lot of moving pieces with football, the spring game, uh, soccer, all of that. Uh, thank you all for your continued support. I love it. TheVictoryBell.com. Again, go there. Subscribe. Uh, go to the Victory Bell, the podcast on Apple Pods, and, and leave a rating if you can or something. Uh, it means a lot to me. So without further ado, here is Liv and Olivia with Live Off Court. All right, I am thrilled to bring in two of my favorite people here across different walks of life, both covering the Victory Bell women's basketball. Full disclosure, I happen to know both of them as student athletes as well. We've got Liv Sims and Olivia Brown from the Valpo women's basketball team, and they are the co-hosts of my favorite new podcast, Live Off Court. Uh, it's great. It's been a handful of episodes so far. You can find it on Apple Pods, Spotify, all over the place. It's a really fun podcast. And I want to turn it over to you guys just quickly. Uh, actually, before we do that, I guess I have to ask you guys, what is, I think this is the way we do it. Uh, Liv, what's the best thing that happened to you off the court this week? Nice. Okay. <laughs> um, do you want to go first? Let me too. You go. Okay. Well, thank you for having us, uh, first and foremost. Um, I would say the best thing that happened to me off the court this week. I this was my answer for this week's episode, but I'm really into matcha tea lattes right now. <laughs> so and I just got one today. So and you know, earlier this week, but that really just makes my week a whole lot better. So I would say I got my favorite drink and that was my best off-court moment right now. It's a good one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mine was we played kickball yesterday. Oh. The end of spring workouts. Spring workouts have been very tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but we always like commemorate the end of spring workouts with a kickball tournament and our team won. Yep. Which was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good way to end end the spring. Yeah. Oh, that's a really good moment. Mm-hmm. So this is the question that you guys start every every one of your podcasts with. And so I thought I would ask you my best off court moment this week was I basically took a week off from the victory bell. I needed it with all the craziness that was going around with men's basketball in the last couple of weeks. I just needed uh, some time to chill and relax. And I got that Uh, tonight. I'm going to shut my brain down and watch the NFL draft and just kind of decompress a little bit. So uh, I imagine student athletes is a little bit more intense, but even for reporters, we need time off the court as well. So uh, glad to have gotten that. Uh, what is it about this topic, life off the court, that that made you two want to sit down and do a podcast about this? Okay, I'll take this. <laughs> yeah, I think you should. So we wanted to start this podcast for a few reasons. The first one was like me and Liv, we do love basketball, but we also love just the experience of being a student athlete we didn't want to have a podcast that talked about like the x's and o's or what happened in this game we really want to talk more about just what it means to be a student athlete our experiences and then what we can basically say to relate to other athletes too because i think a lot of times even though we might not all have identical experiences, you can take something from each athlete's experience. And so we wanted to kind of highlight those moments off the court to really talk about the things that are just kind of on our hearts and on our minds with different topics. So like, we'll talk about mental health. We talked about transferring. We talked about gratitude and being grateful to be a student athlete. So kind of all those things where once you step off the court are very relevant parts of all of our lives. Yeah. 
I again the the first you did the intro episode was great, and then I really enjoyed the two episodes on transferring. Um, you guys both transferred. I transferred. I went to a different college and I transferred to Valpo. So I, I could actually relate to a lot of the stuff that you guys were talking to about kind of assimilating into a new program, a new team, and all of that. Um, I felt a lot like when I transferred just as a student that. Oh, you know, did did I have like a scarlet letter on me? Did I do something wrong by making a mistake and going to the first school? And then, you know, kind of thinking, how do I catch up? How do I get into this group? And I just, I really loved what you guys all had to share with that. Um, Olivia Brown, you have done a podcast before. Uh, you did it with your sisters, right? Um, just what was it? Uh, how much do you enjoy this medium of doing podcasting? I love it. So my first podcast was called Sister Hoop, and it was basically highlighting the relationships with women's basketball. So it was about sisterhood, hoops, and everything in between. That's how I came up with the name. And so I would just interview different women's basketball players across the country. And I love this medium, this format of podcasting, because I love to ask questions and pick people's brains. And I wanted to kind of like see what it was like for other female athletes in different programs. Um, I was at St. Bonaventure at the time and I was, you know, as I kind of talked about in the transferring episode, like I wanted to look to do something outside of just being an athlete. I wanted to work on my journalism and communication skills that I've been learning in class. And so it was just a really great opportunity for me to make connections, talk with other people, pick their brains. And so I think podcasting is just a great format to do that. <laughs> And for Liv Sims, what just your thoughts on, uh, on on this medium and expressing yourself through the spoken word? Yeah, so I have been wanting to do a podcast for a really long time. Um, I think just like finding the time and like the energy to do it was kind of like my, my main thing. Um, but I've always really been into podcasts. I love listening to people and like their experiences and just you know their lives and Liv and I just one day we're just talking about it and we're like oh we both really like podcasts like let's just start one and just go for it um I think it's just a really good way to connect with people and it I mean <clears throat> it is the new like YouTube you know it's the new phone call like it's just it's the new medium I think for people our age mm -hmm. In the spirit of live off court, I have two questions, two topics that I want to bring up to you guys that I think would probably play well on your podcast. So um, the, the first question I have is this. Uh, and, and again, I watched your entire season. I was at the, I mean, almost all of your home games, some of your road games. And I know that you guys in particular, and I hope I'm not crossing any lines here, but I know that there were ups and downs during the season. There's always going to be peaks and valleys, right? Um how how do you separate what happens on the court from your life off the court? Or if you have hurdles or adversity off the court, how do you separate that when you get on the court? Like how do how does how does live off court and live on court play well with each other and separate from each other? Hmm, that's a great yeah, question. That's a really good question. <clears throat> um I think we talked a little bit about this in one of our episodes. Um, but I think. Liv and I both agree that who we are on the court isn't who we are off the court. Like, yes, we're the same person, but we're still individuals. Like, we're 
students we're women like we're not like we're athletes but that's not just who we are um yeah do you want to add on to that yeah well we so we have this podcast where we talk for 20 minutes like once a week but Liv and I both have talked about these topics so often like everything we're talking about on this podcast we've really debriefed like in full um just in our conversations and like one of the things that we've talked about is like Liv said having an identity outside of who you are on the court because kind of like we mentioned in our gratitude episode there are going to be ups and downs with every season just with life in general right but um something that we try to focus on is like being grateful for our experiences as transfers we chose this school for a reason because Mm -hmm. we wanted to better our situation and so being grateful that you know we're here and maybe not everything is perfect but um having that outlet of knowing that like you're more than just the ups and downs of a game or of a season yes is so important and that's something that we kind of a message that we push out on our podcast too and I think it's important for like all student athletes separating your self-worth from like who you are on the on the court, your performance, like anything like that is not your self-worth off the court. And I think that's really important, you know, what you said, what we're pushing in this podcast. How long does it take to, uh, to learn that? Right. I mean, (laughs) Um, (laughs) still learning because I'm still learning. Yeah. Well, I think for me, at least, um, a big thing at Valpo is like the relationships. So I think when you have great relationships with your teammates, with your professors, with your coaches, it's easier to kind of like, okay, if you have a bad performance, but you still, you know, you know, your teammates love you, you know, your coaches respect you. You're able to kind of like let it go Yeah. versus when you don't have as great of relationships or like, you don't feel very comfortable. I think it's easier to like make it your whole world. You become like tunnel visioned almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, obviously we both have a great relationship with you. We really love our coaches. We love our teammates. Yeah. And so I think that that really, really helps. Yeah. All right. I want to add, this will be my final big question for you. Today was a big day for you guys. What, what did you guys celebrate today? The last day of spring workouts? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Your final day of spring workouts was today, right? So uh, I understand you guys played kickball yesterday. Again, as you said, uh, today was the final day of spring workouts. You get to concentrate on being just students for the next, um, you know, couple of days, finals coming up and everything like that. And I imagine in mid-June, you guys will come back here. How do you, like, what does the next couple months look like when you maybe get to put the athlete part behind a little bit, but obviously you can't show up in June having not done any athletic work, right? So like, how do you balance this, the freedom that you're going to have, probably more freedom in the next two months than you have at any other point of the year uh, with you kind of being off the court, away from the court um, with making sure that you're ready when the time comes in June to get back into summer workouts? Um, I think we're both to the point where like we know our bodies and we know what we need to do um, to get ready for summer. But I think just being able to balance, obviously getting a good workout in like a couple times a week, but also balancing, um, spending time with friends and family when we go home, Mm -hmm. um, is something that's really important. Um, I feel like right now, I know for me personally, um, 
now's the time for me to like work on my resume and, you know, put in effort um, into other aspects of my life that maybe during the season, I wouldn't necessarily like focus on more. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think just like- She's going to Spain. I I haven't internship. (laughs) Um, But I think just like knowing who we are as players and what works best for us is what, I mean, at least for me, is what an off season looks like to get ready for summer. Yeah, that's so true because like we both, I mean, we're the type of people who will like go into the gym every day, but there's also that balance of like, okay, if it's between, you know, going to the gym or like spending quality time with your family, you only get so many days to do that because we're here for, you know, a month and a half of a summer. And then we're here every holiday, every break, like, so you're right. The summer is the time to kind of like balance that and really rest because playing college basketball is a longevity game. Like it's Mm -hmm. not a sprint, it's a marathon. And so you have to really prioritize your mental health, taking rest days, doing the things you love to kind of reset yourself before you get into the fall. Cause it's really like hit the ground running when we come here in the fall. It's pretty nonstop. Yes. Yeah, I agree. You got Olivia Brown, you've gone through this live. I don't remember exactly when you showed up in Valpo last summer, if you were here for summer workouts, but you guys are, you know, the waning days of the semester are here pretty soon. All these students are going to go home. You guys are going to be able to go home for a little bit. But then when you come back, Valpo's empty, right? It's like you guys and the men's basketball team. And really, that's about it, right? How do you make life off the court tolerable when everything you know from the school year is gone, right? Like all the routines that you're normally in, like obviously basketball is a 24-7, 365 game. But how do you, uh, how is life off the court during the summer when nobody's around other than just your teammates? I mean, we hit up the beach a lot. We go to the beach. We spend time together. Yeah. I know um, this summer I have an internship, so I'll be in Chicago. Most, I don't know how much time I'll even yeah. like be here, but um, I think we find a lot of time to just like be together as teammates and use that time as team bonding. Yes. I feel like the summer is when we really build our team chemistry the most. Yeah. So I would agree with that. And we always are like, oh my gosh, we have all day during the summer, but we'll take a long nap. We kind of like, we'll lay out in the sun. We'll go on some walks. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's nice to have that kind of relaxed pace where we're here with all of our friends because we're all friends on the team and it's, we don't miss school as much as you think. <laughs> oh, I, that breaks my heart that you don't miss school. Yeah. Um, all right. The name of the podcast is Live Off Court. Where where can we find it? You can find it on Instagram at Live Off Court. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, Live Off Court again. And that's about it right now. Spelled L-I-V. Yes. Like our name. Yes. Any preview for the next episode? Any topics that you guys are, and maybe not just the next episode, but the next you know, couple episodes, any kind of topics that you guys are looking to tackle more as you go forward? Yeah, we have a few. Yeah, we are really into winging our <laughs> podcast. Um, That's probably why it's so like conversational. Um, But we kind of decide a couple days out what we're going to do and we just preview it and then we go and record it. We're going to talk some about the role of parenting yeah. in college athletics, the recruiting process for high schoolers, and also transfers. We'll talk about mental health, like we mentioned before, time management, the day in the life of a student athlete. We'll talk yeah. about um, money management money with our management, stipends. Yeah. 
life finding happiness off the court we really want to just talk about everything and anything related to the student athlete experience yeah well for the listeners of the victory bell the podcast i think you can hear that just the conversational nature how good they are at at podcasting uh it's been a blast to listen to i love the fact that it's uh just short 20 minute snippets it's been easy to just hop on the treadmill and listen to an episode it's been great so thank you guys for joining the victory bell the podcast and i look forward to a lot more of live off court Thanks, thank you. We appreciate you.